0: We are in New Haven, Connecticut, and we are talking to Tegan Engel. And Tegan, I know you have a really interesting passion that's a little bit on the complex side. It's got a lot of moving parts, so I'm I'm excited to hear all about it. Can you tell everybody what your passion is
1: and where it started for you? Sure. Um, Well, I think I'm just a very passionate person that gets inspired by just about everything around me. But I would say the two main passions in my life are food and people. They definitely stand out from, from all the other things. I have helped work on farmer's markets in New Haven, um, teach cooking classes, do food blogging, um, wrote a community cookbook, um, and food is kind of something that inspires me all the time, um, and it, uh, I'm very passionate about it. I love food. Do you have a favorite, di- a favorite dish? That's an impossible question to answer. <laughs> I know, that's like asking a painter It's like to, someone oh. who loves music, like, yes. what's your favorite song? Exactly, don't. So, yes. no, which I, don't, I did I ask that question, by the way. Well, I think my favorite food would change constantly um, based on my tastes at the moment. But so I love food and I really love community and people. And so things like farmer's markets or writing a community cookbook or um, holding community potlucks, things that build community around food bring together my two passions in this beautiful way that allows me to do something that I'm really excited about and connect with people and kind of build something and let other people be involved in in building something together through food and community. Where
0: did this start?
1: Um, My passion for food definitely started when I was a really little kid. So both of my parents, I think the only thing that they got along on was cooking. I remember them fighting a lot, but they cooked a lot. So my dad cooked um, huge, huge dinners with like huge roasts and you know, lots of like huge buffet dinners. And my mom would make all these appetizers and desserts. And in my first year of life, I think my mom cooked her way through Julia Child's, um, the art of French cooking, but the baking part of it. And she used to make pastries and cakes out of our house when I was a kid that she sold to local restaurants. So I learned how to do things like make meringues or frost, you know, use a piping bag when I was probably five or younger. My my fifth birthday party, there's a picture of me holding a piping bag and, and you know, piping frosting on, on a cake. So I think it started with my parents and my family. Um, but I definitely developed a particular love for it that all the rest of my sisters did not. So every child's book that I, every picture book I read as a kid, I remember the food in it. Like, um, you know, the free to be you and me books, the hippie yes, days. Yes. Oh so there's gosh, one, I miss those. there's one with like a girl who, who, um, uh, who eats a mango. And that was before we had mangoes everywhere. And I was like, Oh my God, what's a mango, you know? And so another book about this little girl who, who, um, loses her mitten and she eats her cinnamon sugar toast and it reminds her of the sandbox. And so. Literally, like I just remember food from every single instance of my life. So it was something that I've always um, been inspired by and been connected to. And as I got older, I I also, as I said, really cared about people and community. And so I actually started out as a teacher because I felt like teaching and education was a really important way that I could make a difference in the world. Um, Growing up in New Haven, where there's, you know, it's a very racially and economically mixed city, diverse city. And I really felt like I wanted to do something to help people, and education felt like a way to do that. And so I started off as a teacher, and then I found myself wanting to cook with my students all the time. <laughs> what did you teach? So uh, I ran after-school programs, because okay. I, I hadn't been certified as a, as a teacher, as a classroom teacher. So I ran after-school programs, and I kept adding more cooking classes and more cooking classes. And eventually I said, you know, I really want to be cooking. And so I left education and started cooking. And of followed my passion and inspiration into cooking.
0: And so where do you cook?
1: Right now, I cook at home and I um, built a kitchen at the City Seed office, which is the organization that I work for. Um, so we threw tons of very small community donations and then IKEA helped out with donating, making an incredible donation. We built a kitchen, which is a community kitchen. So um, we've been having cooking classes and community potlucks and meet the farmer dinners and meet the chef dinners um, in that kitchen and then I've been helping to train community cooking teachers because um, one of the other things that motivates me is justice and respect for people. So to me like being inspired by people is about respecting them and respecting different kinds of people and different types of knowledge. So. When we've done, when I've done, and when our organization has done cooking education, it hasn't been about coming in and telling people what to do. Like, you shouldn't eat that, you should eat this. It's been about kind of meeting people where they're at and finding out, what do you eat? What does your family eat? What do you like to eat? And then helping them tweak that or learn some new things to make their diet a little healthier so that they can live a long time, and be healthy, and kind of maybe giving them education that um, in the past they would have gotten from their grandparents but over recent generations has been lost because of the fast food industry and just you know the way our culture has changed and so we've tried to do community building and food coming from a place of respecting people and meeting them where they're at um, and so I've done a lot of cooking that way and then training other people about how to teach cooking.
0: I have always been a fan of International Day when, you know, even yeah. with Girl Scouts or Epcot where you get to sample all the different cultural
1: dishes. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I think that's so much fun and it's exciting and it does bring people together. I think that's great and to get a little history lesson at the same time.
1: I think a thing that's really amazing about food is that it's one of those things. It's a, a sort of unique thing that when there's food people come together and their differences melt away, that if one of the things I've done is have people cook together as when they first meet. And as soon as people cook together, it doesn't matter if they're the mayor of the city and a kid who just get out of of juvenile detention, they're cooking together and they're kind of, they're equals, right? They might both feel uncomfortable with a knife or they might both feel like, oh, this is my dish. I'm going to show you how I do it. Um, and so it's an equalizer and it really brings people together and I see that as a for me It's a perfect harmony of bringing together my passions of food and and people is getting people cooking together That's a great icebreaker and team-builder. Yeah at the same yeah. time. That's really great. Yeah. So do you
0: have challenges? Keeping this passion in your life like what would you say for people who are listening and they're like wow this sounds really awesome and I love everything she's doing but I'm, I'm nervous to do this. I'm sure you've hesitated or you've had challenges sure. to overcome.
1: Yeah, so when I started off cooking, I didn't go to cooking school. I just started getting jobs in restaurants and bakeries and catering companies. And at the time, and still, it was a really male-dominated world. So that was a first challenge, was being a woman in that world. You don't get paid very much money to cook, so that was certainly a challenge. And physically, it's really demanding. So I cooked professionally for about 12 years uh, full-time, and those were all the challenges that I faced. Um, At a certain point, I opened my own um, private cooking and catering business, which allowed me to overcome some of those challenges. And so
0: many people want to do that. So how was that transition for you?
1: That was great. I actually had a friend who, um, who who was moving and handed over some of her clients to me and kind of showed me her system of how she did private cooking. And I had been working in catering companies, so I kind of expanded it into doing catering. So finding someone who's either a mentor or a colleague to kind of give you some free advice and some a little help, um, number one thing. Um and, you know, I was passionate about it. I would say for sure that's number two. Like doing any work that's hard, like cooking or teaching or something like that. You really have to love it and be inspired by it to, to, make it, to want to go back to it every day. Um, and by opening my own business I had a lot of creative freedom. So that really helped for me because cooking for me was a way to be an artist but also get paid. And I really at heart am an artist and, and it was a way that I felt comfortable doing my art but getting paid for it. Um, so I think having some independence and some freedom in, in having my own business was good. And then I did it for a while where I didn't have a lot of overhead because I was cooking in other people's homes or sharing space with people. So that was another way to make it affordable.
0: So what have you learned
1: about yourself? Um, I've learned that if I am passionate about something and inspired to do something that I can make it happen. And and I've done that repeatedly over the past 10 or 15 years, starting new projects, new businesses, putting big events on and things like that. So that definitely is a great confidence builder um, for life. Um, I learned that I didn't want to cook full time anymore because I got older and I had kids and my body couldn't kind of withstand the being on my feet for 14 hours a day all the time. So I've tried to actually um, shift my work from cooking full time into um, doing a combination of food and social justice work. So I, I also think that cooking, I was mostly cooking for wealthy people and it started to feel sort of empty to me. Like it, at first there was this incredible creative passion. I was in New York City. I was like, I can use any ingredient I want and cook anything I want and it was amazing. And then after a few years of that, I, it started to feel sort of empty and I really needed to come back to doing work that felt like it made a difference in the world and that had my passion for food with it. And so over the past 10 years, that's sort of the journey I've been on is to put together the the passion and creativity of food work with the people focused social justice community work. And that was really an evolution that every few years has morphed in a slightly different way. And it allowed me, I think, to bring in another passion so that it wasn't just food, it was also this kind of social justice and, and community building piece. And the things that have helped with that were um, finding partners to work with so that I wasn't doing everything all on my own. What is the most powerful connection you have
0: between food and community?
1: I think for me and a lot of us in New Haven who are working on food, that really believing that food is a basic human right. Good food, nourishing food, farm fresh food is a basic human right. That shouldn't be something that people get just because they have money or they have a car. That really is something that everybody should be able to get and have access to. And so that is the motivation behind a lot of the food work that has happened in New Haven and starting farmer's markets across the city and mobile markets and other programs to try to get food out to everyone. Anywhere I go in the world, the first place I want to go is to the market. Not like a mall, but a marketplace, you know, where there's all these different vendors and they're selling things that are really specific to that region, or you know, their grandmother's recipe, or whatever it is. And so I think that it's been a huge part of the revitalization of our city, which in the early 90s was really suffering because of crack and because of um, gun violence. And we still have a lot of issues with gun violence and, and, and drugs in our city, but there's also been a lot of revitalization of the city, and part of that has been about building these public spaces where people are out in the community you know talking to each other setting up markets buying food eating food sitting around that creates a safe space and that creates connections between people and has a really transformative effect on the city and so i think that piece of bringing together people around food and also creating economic opportunities for farmers and bakers and granola makers and <laughs> other things in the city is a really big thing and that's happening across the whole country. I think the first thing is knowing what the passion is, so finding a little quiet space to kind of really listen to your heart about what is your passion. For me that came when I noticed what was I envying, like I would walk by a bakery. I would walk by a bakery and I'd be like, oh, I really wish I was in that bakery baking. I think, oh, I need to get myself in that bakery, so, you know, noticing, things that you're longing for kind of helps. Those are clues to like what in your heart do you really want to do? So I think knowing what that is first and then figuring out um, the logistics to it, you know, how to make that happen and finding support. So I think finding a mentor or colleagues or other people who've done it before um, or getting some friends who just really believe in you who said, yes, you can do it. And they'll, you know, they agree to be the phone call when you're can't figure something out or you're scared. Um, So I think not not trying to do everything on your own um, and that could be financially or just needing information support or other kinds of things. So yeah, I guess it would be identifying the inspiration, figuring out some steps to make it happen and getting some support, whatever kind of support you need.
0: You know what's really funny about that because I don't think you're that familiar with what I do but my three steps for my show Mm -hmm. is envision something Mm -hmm. for yourself, which is what you just said, Mm -hmm. because you saw yourself in that bakery doing that. Explore what it would take, Mm -hmm. which is what you just said, and then execute a plan, Mm -hmm. which is what you just said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Reach out for support, so I think that's awesome. How can people connect with you?
1: Um, I have a blog called Tagan's Kitchen, you can just Google Tagan's Kitchen, and it should show up. How do you spell Tagan for everybody? T-A-G-A-N, Tagan's Kitchen. That's probably the easiest way, my email's on there, or you can find me on Facebook, just under Tegan Angle. So, yeah, and what's next? I don't know, I'm sort of in a transition time of of figuring out the next wave of what I'm doing with food, so.
0: Well, I hope you come into our private group and let everybody know exactly what that next step is, because I know so many people will be inspired by what you're doing and the path you've taken and making connections between what you've done. So many people want to start catering businesses or just love, have a true passion, for cooking and food and people. And yeah. because, you know, those two things are so closely related, right? The, so, yeah. the social aspect. And, and I think the fact that life has taken you to a place where you needed that emotional connection,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it really, it's beautiful. And I, and I can't wait to see what you do with it next. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. along. Yes. yes.